Hey guys, one quick note before we get to today's show. Um, this is the second show that we recorded on the same night that we had the technical difficulties from last week's podcast. So you will notice, unfortunately, that we still have the same sound issues going on on this cast, but we have resolved them going forward and it should no longer be an issue on future podcasts. Thank you so much for bearing with us and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. You want to talk about going to Gen Con? Oh my god, yes! And welcome to Talking Games. I am one of your hosts, Phil. And I'm Senda. And we're going to Gen Con. Oh my god, we're going to Gen Con. Gen freaking Con. Oh man. It's going to be good, you guys. So if uh, if we haven't screwed up the timing on this, um, this comes out the Monday just before Gen Con. I think that's like August 1st, right? I think it's August 1st, yeah. Yeah. Um, so by the time you hear this, uh, we will be already starting to pack to go to Gen Con. Um, and that's very exciting. And you may be going to Gen Con too. In which case, come find us. (laughs) Yes, we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Um, In the meantime, uh, what we did want to talk about, though, because it's uh, firmly on our minds, is we're going to break from our normal talk of one-shots versus campaigns, and we're going to talk about some convention stuff, uh, which is mostly one-shots. So we're going to talk about stuff we're running. Uh, We're going to talk about some general convention tips, some, like, survival, you know, things you can do to make your convention experience uh, a little better. And uh, we're going to talk about what's in our game in our game bags because in order to run the games that we're planning to run at Gen Con or any other convention, we need a bag of stuff. And so we're going to talk about what goes in what goes in those bags. So this is actually my second time going to Gen Con. So I was last year was my first year at Gen Con, but um, Phil Phil's been around for a while. He's old. So uh, when was your first time, Phil? My first Gen Con was uh, 1996. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about how old I was then. I have a rough idea. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you wouldn't have been allowed to go to Gen Con by yourself. No, I think I was 14. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my first time. And actually, that was... Um, in 1996, that was like actually uh, an isolated incident. Like I just had enough money to go and I went with a few friends and it was um, when it was still in uh, Milwaukee. But I then started going to Gen Con regularly when it moved to Indianapolis. And so I've been I've gone to every Gen Con since it's been in Indianapolis. So I guess um, I'm kind of like the old hat. Right. In in that case. Not yeah. nearly as much as some. I'm, as soon as I say that, there'll be somebody who's like, "I've been to every Gen Con ever." Like, <laughs> that's clearly not me. But I've been You've to a been lot to of a lot more Gen Cons yeah. than I have. And I've been and I and I actually do know Indianapolis fairly well. So, so we'll talk. I, I will certainly give my my advice from somebody who's been um, at Gen Con when it was small, all the way up to now, where it's kind of like insanely large. Yeah. And then uh, for me, you're going to get the new perspective. Yeah, which is good because I'm kind of jaded about certain things about Gen Con. (laughs) So hopefully you won't be as jaded as I am about certain things. I really don't think that I am. I'm just super excited. I'm like, I'm still just super excited to be going. Like, oh my God. (laughs) I'm actually excited. I'm always excited to go. Like it's every year I'm, I'm excited. Like the 
the Thursday, like Thursday morning, I wake up before my alarm. Like yeah. every year like, I wake up before my alarm. Like, is it time to get up yet to go to, you know, to go to the convention center? Is it no. Is it Christmas? Is, Are the presents under the tree yet? <laughs> right. But then by Sunday, like the alarm goes off and I'm like, oh my God, like I can barely talk, you know, <laughs> drag well, myself out of bed. You're, you're telling me I'm the idiot who ran an 8 a.m. game Sunday morning last year. Now, I, I like to run games Sunday afternoon, and I don't think I got a Sunday afternoon slot this year. I think I got something a little earlier. But I do, I actually, I like to run a game at the end of Sunday because I'm kind of sad watching them take down everything. So I just want to be playing. Like, fine, take down everything else, but not this table. This table's gaming right to the last minute. (laughs) So, all right. So why don't we uh, take a few minutes and now talk about stuff that we're running at Gen Con. And I, um, I didn't put in here, but I think we should both probably mention it. In case people are actually listening to us and going to Gen Con, the seminars that we're going to be in. And uh, we'll start with you, ladies, first. What are you running? Well, so this is embarrassing because I meant to get a lot more on the schedule. But right now I'm running um, one round of Magical Girls, One Last Job for Contessa's Game Night, which is Thursday evening. Um, last time I looked, it was unfortunately booked. Emily is also running the Magical Girls, One Last Job at Contessa's Game Night Thursday evening. And then I'm hoping that I can either on or off the books, you know, we'll see what happens if they give us me a slaughter if I just find a place. I'm hoping that um, Sunday morning I can run uh, maybe a couple of two-hour games in there. Just get some more people at my table because that's what I like to do. And then I'm coming, I'll be coming prepared to run. If I have downtime or people catch me or whatever, then I'm all over running Lasers and Feelings and All Out of Bubblegum, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy... Um, I can sit down and run a game of heroin or headspace at the drop of a hat, and I am excited about the idea of maybe sitting down and playing some more Reflections. I really enjoyed that with Jim McClure. Um, And of course, of course, I will run one last job whenever for whoever. I love this game, you guys. It's great. Whenever for whomever? Like, I feel like you're going to get stopped at the mall and somebody's going to be like... Okay, okay, okay. Like, if I'm in the middle of doing something, I'm not going to run it for you. Like, you know, whatever. You're more likely to get a two-hour game out of me. It's fair. Are you talking anywhere? I am. I'm talking at things, too. I am. Um, I am going to be at the um, RPG Academy Network panel, which is Friday morning from 9 to 11. Phil and I are actually both. Phil and I and Emily are actually all on a panel um, rules like games, uh, basically talking prepping for rules like games, and we're doing that from three to four on Friday. Uh. It's not going to be awkward, right? Because we're going to put you in the middle and Emily right. on one side, and I'm going to be on the other side. Like we're going to be okay. We're going Emily's okay sharing you for for one seminar. I make no guarantees about the presence or lack of glitter. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it should also be at the RPG Academy meet and greet on Wednesday night if you guys are there early. And then I am hoping to just slip some things in on Sunday morning, you know, maybe between like nine and one-ish. It's just me, like, slipping things in. And we'll see if I can get them on the official schedule. And either way, I will announce them on Twitter. So follow me on Twitter if you want to know about those Sunday games. And we'll talk about that at the end of the show. We will indeed. So, Phil, uh, what, are you, what are you running? What's your plan? So, I'm, I'm actually running just two sessions formally. 
Um, I'm running uh, two sessions of the game that we have in development, Hydro Hacker Operatives, which is a uh, fate-based cyberpunk dystopian game about uh, water rights and things like that. Um, it's a, the event is called Redwater Blues, and I think there may be spots left open in some of those sessions. One of them is running Friday, one is running on Sunday. Just look it up in uh, the Gen Con calendar, Redwater Blues. Uh, I'm also bringing... I'm also going to bring a pack of games to play and run because I want to do some kind of ad hoc stuff with um, friends and listeners and things like that. So I'm going to bring um, Action Movie World, which is a game I'm rapidly falling in love with. Uh, I'm going to bring Swords Without Master because I know you want to play that. I really do. (laughs) It's really cool. Um, I'm going to bring the first adventure I ever wrote for encoded which is a uh, dangerous space jail my dungeon world adventure um, which was named by my uh, daughter who was four at the time she named the adventure dangerous space jail uh, and i'm gonna bring my it's not my fault cards uh for some freeform uh fate accelerated yeah fantastic and i think you actually use those same cards as we talked about a few episodes ago uh to do your super mini games it is entirely possible that i may have all of that with me to try and do some more of those actually while I'm there. We'll see. You're welcome to bum my cards. I know you have to fly in, so if you don't want to actually truck an extra set of cards, you can just bum my set of cards. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't see why. I mean, you got to pack stuff. I'm taking a car. Like, it's easier for me. <laughs> All right. So, um, oh, and um, I'm on the same panel you are, uh, talking about uh, prepping rules like games. And Thursday night, um, the Misdirected Mark cast minus one cast member. Yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) That's all right. Um, (laughs) We're going to do our Play Better Games Damn It uh, panel, uh, which is um, basically GMing advice plus uh, the personalities from the Misdirected Mark Network, uh, which means that um, Chris will be there, um, Old Man Logan, uh, and I'm pretty sure Sean Merwin will be there as well from Down With D&D. And that's, again... Pretty much generic GMing advice, but, you know, given to you with the misdirected Mark uh, style. So you're certainly going to get a definition out of me, and Merwin will give some fantastic D&D advice, because um, he is brilliant at D&D. Uh, so you'll get all that, including Bob, who will probably at some point announce that the panel's going to go long. And after that, because it's Thursday evening, we're going to roll that right out into the bars, where I believe we are going to try the special misdirected mark brew oh yes mic drop we stout Stout. so So good so that's where if you are actually at gen con that is uh the stuff that we're doing um and it also gives you an idea of just like kind of the general stuff we do at conventions like i always bring um stuff that i can um no prep or or in the case of like dangerous space gel that's actually written but stuff that i can just at a at a um, request i could just sit down at a table and start running now, surviving the convention. Now, you do a lot of local conventions, so even though this is only your second Gen Con, you actually are, are not a noob when it comes to doing conventions. That's fair. But um, I will say the thing about Gen Con is it's significantly larger, so there is significantly more walking, and your chances of being able to get back to a car or a room or something, I mean, it depends on if you, if you are awesome and have one of those super close rooms, but the chance of being able to get back to someplace and switch stuff out are probably much lower. Yeah, so you're packing, you're packing for the day. You're packing for the day. So yep. um, the thing that I 
have learned about doing much walking for conventions. And I actually learned this one at Book Expo America, which is another huge convention, totally not gaming, is uh, I really like to alternate shoes. I have two really comfy pairs of shoes, and I don't wear the same ones twice in a row. So I switch back and forth on shoes, and it's crazy because all the places that my feet might have been a little bit tired from however the other ones fit, and I'm talking like good pairs of shoes, but... You know, when you're on your feet for 12 hours or whatever, um, and I tend to run a lot of games standing up, so it uh, it makes all the difference in the world to me to switch shoes. And that seems silly, but there it's a thing. No, I've got a piece of advice that um, is equally useful and will sound even sillier, so don't worry. <laughs> um, okay, so then the other thing that I have to say, and this doesn't affect guys anywhere near as much, but um, hey girls... Go to a convention. Um, you're, you might be wearing pants, in which case you're hopefully fine, but I always wear skirts. Like, I'm just a skirt kind of girl. So um, one of the things that I very specifically planned for is skirts with pockets. Because as we all know, pockets are an issue. Right, girls? We know this. Pockets. So, hey, hey, um, from, from the guy side, cargo shorts. Right. Extra like pockets. You want to have some places to put things temporarily before they make it back in your bag, or you just bought something and you need to slip your credit card away without pulling the whole bag around and shoving everything back in. Whatever it is, pockets. And it's a thing. There's lots of super cute nerd dresses out there now that I will never be able to wear to a convention because they haven't got pockets. Just saying, it's dumb. But whatever. <laughs> I have some feels about this. I, have a, I don't know I have if you a, can tell. I have a question about this. Uh-huh. So I know a little something about your background. Uh-huh. Are you not saying that you couldn't put pockets into uh. one of these super nerd girl dresses? I, okay. I feel like you There's... could... I, not everybody <laughs> can do this, but I'm fairly certain you could put pockets into a dress. I could. There are two problems. The first problem is I'm too lazy, and if I'm going to pay, like, $100 for a dress, I feel like I shouldn't have to immediately rip it apart. I, the second part of that I'm, is, I'm good with that. I, I'll yeah. acknowledge that point. That's good. The second part of that is um, there are many ways in which the, the ones that they tend to do as nerd dresses are like skater dresses. So they're like single. This is way nerdy clothing stuff. Right. But like they're single um, a line cut and and they just they don't have like a bust or anything. They don't have the seams and they don't actually have a separated skirt part. And so if you put pockets in there and you're not super careful about it, then you can just totally mess up how the dress actually fits and lays. Like, it will just turn into a, a garbled mess. And that's no fun. As a little side thing here, do you want to tell people why you're so knowledgeable <laughs> about, about this? So, hey guys, uh, one of my degrees is in uh, technical theater, which is uh, specifically in costume design and construction. Mostly design. I'm not always very good at construction, which is why you don't catch me putting pockets in things that weren't built to have pockets, because I would screw them up royally. Okay, fair enough. There we go. <laughs> I could I could do it. You could do it. I could do it. Okay, good. That's okay. I just that's just a little send of, that's a little send effect for, for you listener for you listeners. Have you met Senda? Send effect. So yeah, pockets. Pockets okay. are great. Pockets, yes, um, I agree. And uh yes. Uh one thing that I I I didn't know it before last year, but I, I sort of saw it on Twitter before last year, and I implemented, and it was 
Um, it was super awesome and respectful and, and caused many of my interactions to be very cool instead of awkward. And that is, you just always ask before you do anything um, physical with people like hugs. I actually had this, on, I had this on my list as well. Sorry. No, it's okay. Totally that's, stealing your thunder. No, but it's, that's a, it's a very valid thing. So yeah. whether you whether somebody wants a hug or not, whether people are comfortable if you stand close to them, because sometimes at Gen Con it gets kind of crowded, and so by default you kind of like just kind of get real close to somebody while you're talking to them. It might make people uncomfortable. Yeah. So you might want to just try to find a little ex- like give somebody a little extra space. So for instance, I'm a I'm a pretty big guy, right? I'm six foot two. I'm you know I'm big. Uh, not everybody wants to get a hug. Like, I can be kind of overbearing. Like, if I just come in and be like, come here, let me give you a hug. Like, that's, you know. (laughs) Run away! (laughs) Well, that could make people uncomfortable. So, yes, I think that, um, I think you acknowledge that by asking. You can, asking never hurts, right? And And don't be offended by what people say. Somebody might not want to be hugged. It's okay. Uh, the other one I'm a big fan of is, uh, fist bumps over handshakes. Why is that? Keeps the... Con crud down. Yeah. You're going to wind up. I mean, listen, there's 61,000 people there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. The more times you shake hands. Yeah. The more dead you will be. <laughs> the next week, <laughs> the more dead. Right. Uh, so a lot of people, a lot of people have switched to the fist bump um, yeah. because it's just, you know, minimal contact. And um, and that's OK. I, I mean, I, I will give handshakes. It's OK. Um, but fist bump is perfectly fine. I'm very comfortable with that as well. Yeah. Or the bro I mean, hug. I can do the bro, bro hug. Yeah. I run around going, like, meeting cool people and then being like, do you hugs? And uh, and sometimes they say no, and I go, okay, cool. And sometimes they say yes, and I go, wee, and I, f- I hug them. I feel like that works a lot better for you than it would work for me. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I'm we could like test small it. small and cute. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, small and cute. I'm, like, big and overbearing. Like, <laughs> do you want a hug? Like... <laughs> Come here, I have free candy. <laughs> yeah, free hugs. Yeah, it's not It's not going to work that way. No. Uh, what else yeah. you got? What else you got? So my other tip is actually just, and this is just one of those things that I love about conventions, is you know, if you're going to a convention, and I don't care if it's the first time or the 800th time, um, getting in there and just doing things, I, and I know that sometimes it's scary, but like it's the good kind of scary. Like just jump in do things, explore, um, meet people, play games, and um, if you are not familiar with Games on Demand, then I have to tell you about it, because it's awesome, and what it is is you just show up with generics, and I know they do this at Gen Con, they do it at a number of other conventions as well, but um, you show up with generics, they basically do a lottery um, of all of the different games that they have out, and then uh, and you get a number, and then based on your number, you get to decide what game. Like, they just go down in order, and you decide what game you want to go play, and you just go play that game. Um, it tends to have a really high percentage of cool small book games that you may not have played before, um, which I love. And it's a really good way to just get in and meet people and do stuff. Um, it's pretty close to the convention now, especially if you're seeing this, listening to this on August 1st. So I'm going to tell you it's probably too late to run anything for them. But that is also one of the cooler experiences I've ever had um, was running things for Games on Demand uh, last year. It was great. I love Games on Demand. And you actually can get, if you're at Gen Con specifically, you actually can get generics 
like 10 feet from where games on demand is. So you don't even, it's not even a hassle. Like you can just walk over, buy a couple generics, walk right, like walk across the hall and go play some games. I didn't know they sold them at that little window. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, of course, I didn't use any generics last year at all. I only, I didn't play a single game. I only ran you ran? I ran like 10 games. I played, I played a couple times. I went into Games on Demand and played a couple games and did just that, sat down at table, tables with people I, you know, I didn't know and just was like, hey, I'm Phil and uh, off and running. And it was so good and so many good games. Like, it's, it's the stuff that you're gonna, I mean, I got to play the Warren. Yeah. Um, I got to play um, Worlds in Peril. Really cool, really cool stuff. So yes, yeah. I'm all for that. Games on demand. That was where I perfected the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Cool, uh, yeah. One shot by running it like back to back to back. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, that's why I haven't run it again since then. <laughs> well, Phil, what are your tips? Uh, are, okay, so um, I'm going to build off a couple of yours. Um, mm-hmm. So first of all, bag. You need a comfortable bag to carry your stuff in for just the reason you said, because you're going to be carrying stuff longer. Unless, again, you have one of the magical rooms that's near the convention center. You're going to be carrying your stuff for a while. So you need a bag that um, is going to carry well. And by that, I mean that is big enough to carry all your stuff and is comfortable enough. So, you know, not a thin strap that's cutting into your shoulder. Backpacks tend to be better than shoulder bags for the long haul because it's distributing the weight better. Um, I'm using a sling bag this year, um, specifically from 3V Gear, and I've mollied a few things onto it. Look that up if you don't know what that is, but I've mollied an external water bottle holder onto it and a few extra pouches. Anyway, here's my tip. You talked about switching out shoes. Uh I'm not going to. I don't switch out shoes. I just have like a pair of sneakers I wear all weekend. But here's a tip I learned from people who actually um, run conventions, like convention booths at um, trade shows and stuff. Bring one extra pair of socks for every day, and around 4 or 5 o'clock, change your socks. Just take off the ones you've been wearing all day and put a fresh pair of socks on. A fresh pair of socks uh, will make it feel like you have brand new feet. Like, it really, it actually, it actually works. And I did it last year, and you get a kind of couple looks, but, like, I just would, like, go over and sit on the side at some chairs and just very, you know, as discreet as possible, just take off, you know, pair of socks, roll them up, throw them in my bag, take out my fresh socks and put them on. But it really did make a difference for uh, playing into the evening. So take two pairs of socks, throw one in your bag, bring it with you. (laughs) Here's my next one. It's going to sound a little crazy. When in doubt, order the chicken fingers. So inevitably you are going to wind up having to rush to get a meal somewhere. I be feel it, like I made this mistake last year. <laughs> right. So be it the convention floor um, or some nearby, um, some nearby restaurant that's attached to the convention center, you're going to need to eat something. And your first instinct is going to be like, I think I'll get the chicken salad. Sketchy. I'm going to, you know, you might try to get a fresh sandwich. Probably not as fresh as you think. That was my failure. Yeah. So <laughs> when in doubt, when in doubt, order the chicken fingers, and here's why. No one makes chicken fingers homemade. They're always frozen, so they're pre-cooked, and they just throw them in the fryer. It's really hard to poison somebody with them, right? They're, they're really like stock, generic food. They're not the healthiest thing, but you're probably not going to get food poisoning from, from the chicken fingers. So when in doubt, get chicken fingers. They're probably also edible because I got to tell you, after spending like $15 on a stupid sandwich, 
at the convention center that was so disgusting. I ended up literally putting it in. I ate the potato chips and threw the sandwich in yep. the trash. And I will tell you that I know where you got that sandwich. Oh, and okay. it, in that same place, I got the chicken fingers. Yeah, and it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. But the, the ch- line for the chicken fingers was like 10 miles long. <laughs> That's, that is part of the problem. But when, when in doubt, get the chicken fingers. Chicken fingers. Um, extra dice, extra pencils. Like, if you're running a game, you should always bring extra dice for players who don't have it and pencils in case people don't have them. But even if you're a player, having a couple extra sets of dice or a couple extra pencils is a great way to make friends at a table. So if somebody sits down, they're about to play a fate game, but they don't have any fate dice. You happen to have a couple extra sets in your bag. You hand them some fate dice so that they can play. You got yourself a new friend. And that's a great way to meet people, right? Half of the point. Yeah, the other thing I, I like to do is I always have index cards on me, which because we're going to talk about what's in our bags. Mm-hmm. Um, I will very quickly take out index cards and a uh, marker and start making uh, name tents for everyone at the table so they can fill out their names. Because I, um, I think it works a lot better. If um, when you're sitting at the table, if whether you're GMing or playing, that you have names for all the characters. Absolutely. And write it on both sides because the person sitting next to you can't see the front of the card in front of you, but they can see the back of the card. So write your name on both sides. Um, and then, yeah, I had the same thing about personal distance and touching. So, yes. Yep. Just be aware of your personal space and other be, people's personal space. Be cool about that. Cool. It, nev- it never hurts to ask. All right. Senda, what's in your game bag? What goes in the bag? What goes in the bag? Here's what's going in the bag. So I usually have, and this this sounds kind of funny, um, I print my games, I put them in manila folders, and then I clip them on a clipboard because I like to have a clipboard to keep That's things cool. yeah. hard in the back. And because if I have a bunch of loose papers or something, it's nice to just clip them together. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't want. I mean, you don't want your you don't want your character sheets or your game notes or whatever getting all crinkled up. Yeah. Right. And so it's that. And then the other part of that is if I end up just running a game somewhere and there isn't a table, that's fine. I got a, got clipboard. a clipboard. Yeah, nice. I'm on it. Many pencils, mechanical pencils. I'm not carrying a sharpener with me. <laughs> Generous but reasonable dice. So this is me saying how many dice will I probably need. And what's that amount plus another about a person's worth, yep. maybe two person's worth. But if you carry like all the dice that you own because you want to show off how many dice you have, they're really heavy, you guys. You get they're those really people who have the metal heavy. ones, the metal sets and stuff yeah. like that. Ridiculous. No, I have some of those. I do not take them to conventions. <laughs> that's true. I have metal dice as well for like, certain things. Not... They don't go to conventions. Yep. Nope. There's definitely index cards in my bag. There's index cards in my bag because I use them for name tents just like you do, Phil. But I also tend to use them as my scrap paper. So mm-hmm. if I'm Me running too. a game of heroin, lasers and feelings, whatever, like those those index cards, I'm usually just jotting notes down on them. A- absolutely. I do the exact same thing. So name yeah. tents, notes, um, notes, hip hip points, hip points if it's a character, sure. sh- like if I'm playing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I, 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 I use them. Anything I need to write down during a game is usually on an index card, especially if it's disposable. Sometimes for a convention, just because I like to track it, I'll carry a notebook to actually jot the notes in. And so then I'll only write things that I'm like, um, this is a thing I'm going to use in this scene and then toss or whatever. Or things like aspects that I want to throw out in front of people that they can see and use. But um, yeah, definitely I use them for all sorts of things. I think I need to get more of them before Gen Con. I'm, I might be like, ooh, running out. I always have Altoids with me, and I have Altoids with me because 
Well, there's a number of reasons. Firstly, you're at a gaming convention and you've been there all day and I don't know what you ate for lunch and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. So there's that. The other part of that is, to be entirely honest with everyone, I have IBS, and so Peppermint really helps me control that, because convention settings can be like high excitement, which ends up acting like high stress for me, and then I'll start feeling nauseous, and that's the last thing I want, so I always have like tons of Altoids with me. So that's me, if you see me popping Altoids at the convention, that's what's going on. I always have either a handkerchief or a little thing of tissues with me, too, because you just never know, and a lot of times both. And here's why, and I'll actually say the tissues or a little thing of toilet paper are super, super important for Gen Con, because if you hit one of those public restrooms near the end of the day, and they haven't been there in a while, ladies, there is no toilet paper. I don't care how many times they have refreshed that, you need to have something with you. So put it in your bag and take your bag with you when you go to the bathroom. Trust me, the one time I didn't was the one time I needed to. (laughs) It's a chance to make new friends. So it's, and it's like when you hit that point, it's like 70% of the stalls are out. It's not like one, it's like all of them. So just have something with you, just in case. It's a thing. It's a probably a more of a ladies thing, but it's a thing. So have something with you. Um, Yeah, snacks, of course. I always have an external battery. Um, Always have chapstick because, um, and and water, of course, because you're going to be talking a lot. I talk a lot especially if you're running games. Um, and then, uh, you know, I like to have a big eraser and, uh, and a Sharpie. Sharpie is for the name tints. Absolutely. I have the, yeah. cl- I have the clickable Sharpies. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that I don't have clicky. to fumble with the cap. It's just clicky. Clicky, clicky. Yeah. Well, schmancy, schmancy. Yeah, a little Some fancy there. Schmancier than other people. Uh, I think that's, I think that, I mean, and then, I mean, other stuff is very, like, you know, your wallet. Yeah. Like, so everything else is very straightforward. I think my bag, my bag's going to wind up looking a lot like yours. Um, okay. So I'll, I'll run through it kind of quick. Yeah. So I do the same. I do very something very similar for my um, game notes. I have one of those. Um, oh, I, like attaches or those plastic ones. Like you know, it, yeah, it's like it the, the accordion, accordion thing. thing? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So I put my. I put. I have. Jeez. I have all my games in folders. <laughs> yep. I, and I put them in there. I don't think it'll come as a surprise to you that for reusable parts of my games, I like to uh-huh. laminate them. What? No so, way. Like move sheets for Dungeon World. Uh-huh. I laminate those. Yep. Um, I Are have. Are going on a laminator rampage? You know, you got about 13 days right now as of our recording of this episode. To, yeah, I'm going uh, to fire up the laminator. Yeah, that's yeah, happening. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I like that. Um, fresh, you know, blank character sheets for different games. Um, character sheets. <laughs> um, then I have my, my iPad mini, which okay. uh, has PDFs of all the rule books and uh, PDFs of all the adventures that I'm going to run. So I have that, you know, at the ready and that, you know, decreases a lot of space. Like throwing my iPad in a bag is way better than throwing books in terms of weight and carrying stuff around. Yes. And I can, you know, and I can take advantage of all the, um, PDF and EPUB features of being able to search and find things and stuff like that. We could start a whole other talk about. Yeah, we won't talk about exactly how, how much more I would use that if only they were all EPUBs. Yes, I then have an all rolled up, which is what I keep my dice, pens, and uh, index cards in. If you've never seen an all rolled up, you should Google it. It is my favorite type of dice pouch ever, and I have. Please trust me when I tell you I've tried everything. The all rolled up is my all time favorite. 
hats off to them. They're overseas, but the shipping is really inexpensive. Check them out. And then I have a fate kit because I run a lot of fate. And so I have this little plastic box and inside it, I have um, these laminated ID cards that I use for writing aspects, but you can wipe them off. So you're not burning through millions of um, index cards. I have some dry erase markers and a note board. One of those, um, it's one of those foldable dry erase maps. So it folds up into like the, like a stack. It's like a stack, like the size of a stack of index cards, but it unfolds to like cover a table. Good for fate, like for drawing out zones and stuff like that. I don't use it for too many other games because most of the other games I play really don't need a, a map, but for fate, it seems to work. I have a, it's not my fault cards and a card holder. Um, I have a compass stand, uh, which is a metal stand for my iPad. This way I can have the iPad kind of on an angle when I'm looking at it. It makes it a little easier to read. Um, when I'm pl- when I'm running, uh, I also have an external battery, uh, chargers and cords, like bring all that stuff. I have a water bottle and um, I-, I don't know what snacks I'm bringing, but yes, I always throw a few snacks in my bag because I am dumb and tend to run games that f- that f- that fall right over lunch and I uh, get a little hungry and sometimes get a little hangry. So, you know, like a protein bar or something like that will kind of sharpen me up and get me through to the end of a game. So, yeah, snacks. Yeah, I um, last year I ended up bringing Chicago mix. So, oh, shut up! <laughs> I will not. No, <laughs> I did. I was seriously considering it again this year. We'll no popcorn. Yes. Senda is playing on a little f- on two facts. <laughs> One, I love Chicago mix popcorn, which um, PK Sullivan because PK Sullivan and Senda both turned me on to it, which is the crack. mix of um, cheese popcorn and caramel popcorn. If you've never tried it, oh my god, it's crack. Uh, the other thing that Senda's playing on is the fact that it she knows that she's never seen it, but rumor is that I eat popcorn <laughs> like Cookie Monster. It starts mm-hmm. off it, it starts off innocently enough and goes wildly out of control shortly. <laughs> Um, and there may be some truth to that. So I try not to eat popcorn in public. (laughs) Somebody might want to try to tempt me into that. We'll see. Well, fantastic. So, I mean, I think that pretty much covers my planning for Gen Con. Does that cover your planning for Gen Con? I think it does. And uh, with that, we should uh, start wrapping up the show. Yeah, we're Um, going long. (laughs) We're going kind of long. There was a big pause in it, which no one will hear because you cut it out. But there was a pause in it that'll buy us some time. Right. Uh, anyway, um, let me do a quick patron shout out. We do have a patron. We'll talk about it a little bit in just a few seconds. But um, in this case, I want to give a special patron shout out because this is uh, Gen Con time uh, to one of the Contessa organizers uh, and patron of the show, Darcy Ross. Thank you, Darcy. Uh, yes, thank you. And good luck um, on the Diana Jones Awards, which are Wednesday night at Gen Con. Yeah. And uh, you guys are awesome. And Darcy, you are very awesome. So, yeah, that. Now, Senda, yes. if people want to find you, and you did mention Twitter, I did how, mention Twitter. how do people find you on the internet? As I said, uh, the first challenge is that you have to spell my Twitter handle, although that is the best place to find me. So it is I-D-E-L-L-A-M-I-T-H-L-Y-N-N-D, and that's Idella Mifflin on Twitter. That's my personal account. You can also find me on SAS Geek Podcast. Um, which is the account for She's a Super Geek. You can find all the rest of the She's a Super Geek stuff on our website, sasgeek.com, as well as links to the rest of our social media. Hey, Phil, where do people find you on the internet? 
Uh, so you can find me at DNA Phil. And let me give you a hint. If you want to find Senda, find me at DNA Phil. <laughs> You'll find a tweet with her handle in it pretty quickly. It'll save you a lot of work. Well, I mean, it's in the description for the She's a Super Geek one, too. Right. I'm just saying, if you just go to DNA Phil, you're, Follow Phil. you'll find yeah. Senda. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, you can find me on Twitter at DNA Phil. You can find the Misdirected Mark podcast, which records live every uh, Tuesday evening, 8.45 p.m. Eastern, 6.45 p.m. The Queen's Time. Thank you. And uh, if you don't listen to it live, which you should because the chat room for life is pretty rocking, um, you can also just pick it up wherever you pick up your normal podcasts. Uh, and if you want to see the stuff I'm working on and tinkering around with, as, along with the rest of the Encoded guys, uh, you can check out EncodedDesigns.com, where we also have our apparel store, and you can get yourself a Talking Games t-shirt, that's among a number of other shirts. Right, like now you can get a Polygamerous shirt, too. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Which, if I do say so myself, is pretty awesome. It is awesome. If you have some ideas for the show... Uh, we'd love to hear them. You can always find us on any of our social media. Twitter is uh, the best, but we'll pretty much anywhere you uh, we're following you. You can um, give us an idea for a show. We will scoop it up and put it in a pile and uh, randomly select them when it comes time to uh, to do shows. What else can people send, especially if they're going to be at conventions? Oh my gosh, and it is convention season. We want to see your table selfies. So the next game you sit down at, or all the games that you sit down at, at that next convention, um, we would love to see pictures of them. We'd love to see your table selfies of your games. And since it's convention season, I am anticipating that the number of one-shots is going to increase significantly. <laughs> yes. Even, even I'll be contributing to the one-shots. Even you will be contributing to the one-shots. So ha- if you want to mark those hashtag table selfies and post them on Twitter or G+, or wherever you feel like posting them, if you tag us into them, we'll definitely see them, but we try and check that hashtag anyway. Hey, tell us a little bit more about the patron. We also have a Patreon for the Misdirected Mark uh, Network, and you can find it at patreon.com slash MMP. You can get all sorts of cool backer rewards, including seeing our show notes or the show notes for the other podcasts in this network or all of the podcasts in this network. And if I do say so myself, I think my notes are very good this week. I, I think they're quite I think they're quite brilliant. <laughs> And with that, Senda, show me where you're going to meet me at Gen Con. This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Show me what you got, eh? Hey, show me what you got. Show me what you got, eh? Hey, show me what you got. Show me what you got, eh? Hey, show me what you got. Show me what you got. Hey. Show me what you got. Hey. Bloop. And yes, waveforms. <laughs> waveforms. <laughs> Bloop. By the way, folks, this might be the B episode. <laughs> the oh, B no. episode. Oh no! Here okay. we go. <clears throat> no, I gotta, I gotta sing to confirm waveforms. There's no other way to do it. Bloop. The night is young. The notes are clear. And if you want to podcast, my dear, it's delightful. It's delicious. It's the waveform. I understand the reason why you're talking gaming, cause so am I. It's delightful. It's delicious. It's the waveform. We'll leave it at that. 
You don't, you don't need the chorus. You don't have to applaud. I'm applauding. That was great. <laughs> Bloop. I'm going to outtake the outtakes. I, I think you're going to tear a hole in time and space if you outtake the outtakes. <laughs> Outtaking the outtakes might be my next game of Blazers and Feelings. <laughs> Bloop. Right. The Space Queen wants to open a warp hole to rip a hole in the fabric of time and space. Can the raptor stop it? <laughs> or will they just make it, like, a whole lot, whole lot worse? <laughs> Probably the latter. <laughs> Did I remember the options on those tables just off the top of my head correctly? Pretty close. Maybe. Probably. Bloop. Yeah, you're starting this one. I know. I'm waiting for you to stop talking about lasers <laughs> and feelings. Bloop. It says Phil. It, this, it's the B episode. I, always, I do the opening. Oh, there's a template to this, you guys. He plans. By the way, we um, we didn't say hi to Chris in the A episode. I know. So I talked about his fan art, though. You did. Hello, Chris Foster. Hi, Chris. We're talking to you again. As usual. Don't you want to draw some art for us? <laughs> I feel like I feel like I feel like it should be a panda at the microphone singing. And, like, another panda, like, playing bass. Like, I'll just be the panda, bl- <laughs> the, the like, big stand-up bass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyone who wants to draw us pandas. Oh, yeah. Funny things. We'll just open up the field. Yeah, yeah. Send us your, Send panda, us your panda fan art. Yeah, we want pandas. <laughs> All right. dogs riding motorcycles. Psh, we're, whatever. We're about pandas. We like pandas. This. There we yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to start the show? We're like almost four minutes in here. Oh my god. Yeah. Totally B episode. Music goes fast. Yeah, which you say that and now I feel like I need to look them up. Yeah, good the magic of editing will make it look like that never happened. Like we didn't like we planned for this. Professionals. Excuse me, I need to have another uh, Google Doc window open at the moment. Bloop! You eating a freaking cookie? Mo? Mo? I'm not eating one of those delicious hazelnut uh-huh. cookie things. I am not. I have, I have. We're not friends anymore. Could do the Tron thing where we digitize it, comes out the other side. Right, that would be good. So you're doing that, and I'm. You say right, but you've never seen Tron. (laughs) I know this to be true. (laughs) It's true, you caught me. Bloop! Cha ching! Bloop! Which is Friday morning from. Time to time, from nine to bloop. That is not good for me. <laughs> that is not good. I, I make no Hi, promises. Hi, Emily. No promises whatsoever. Is there, it just between you and I, is there anything I can bribe Emily with? Like, you know, <laughs> is there like a confection that like, like, is there a quick way to win some points with Emily? Bloop. If there's a peace offering that keeps me from being glittered, um, let me know. I'm I'm not above I'm not above bribing. Bloop. That's what yeah. it is, right? Prepping rules yeah. like games. Rules like games. Yeah. Okay, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you wrote the book on campaign prep. 
I might have. You might a have. A little bit. A little bit there. A little bit on session prep, too. Yep. Bloop. But you like IPAs, so I don't know. Are you like, how do you feel about stouts? Um, I've had a couple stouts. It's okay. Like, you know, depending on how stouty it is, I'll either chew my way through it or it'll, you know, <laughs> or it'll go smooth. <laughs> It's not a lager, so I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll deal. It's good. Uh, I gotta get you a Berliner Weiss. Bloop. Cut I'm, that, I, future me. That was terrible. <laughs> Don't yeah. say that. You can cut that part. Gone. I'm gonna cut that. Gone. Yep. Bloop. Um, we're not gonna completely nerd out and go all bag. Oh really? Crazy. Really? Are you sure? Yep. Tell me some more about your bag, Phil. No. We'll we'll it'll we'll be here all night. <laughs> Can we just agree that the magical rooms, we should just call them from henceforth unicorn rooms? Unicorn rooms, yes. <laughs> the unicorn rooms. The unicorn rooms. Bloop! Be pandable. Aw. <laughs> I'm going to make that a word. It just became a word. It just pandable. became a word. Bloop! Yeah, well, I, I play some <laughs> games with character sheets. No, I know. I'm just terrible about remembering them. I'm like, here's an index card. Write it down. Yeah. Bloop! Um... Did I miss anything? I think that's it.